0: The American 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 new to Hope Elam, uh, what, you, what you're seeing today is uh, our pastors playing the, gu- playing the guitar and your worship leaders uh, preaching for you. So it's a little bit opposite day, but we're having fun with it. It's really good. Um, we we're asked to just uh, talk about worship and the lifestyle of worship and kind of what this passage from Romans that we read earlier uh, speaks to when it comes from worship. And let's just say it like there's so many different experiences of worship that are represented here in this background. So many of us grew up in so many different ways when it comes to worship. Uh, for me personally, um, I was always growing up uh, in churches that were usually kind of around like 100 people or so, or maybe 150, maybe 200, kind of in that, that range. For whatever reason, and I don't know why this is, we always had a drummer. Like we always had a drummer. There was always a drummer. So like I can't go back to my memory banks and like think of a worship experience where there wasn't a drummer. There was almost never an electric guitarist, which is very disappointed in personally, but there was always a drummer. Um, The church that I grew up, it was kind of scripted for the most part. Um, Every once in a while, something might get um, a little bit spontaneous, but I had a lot of friends who uh, grew up in more of like a Pentecostal or charismatic uh, tradition, and that, I always had a lot of fun with them, because it was like we'd start the songs in one place, and they would end in a totally different place. Maybe we would break out into a, a song that nobody had even thought about for years or something like that. And I had, could, in both uh, instances, really experience God working on my heart and working in me and working through me. Finally, when I was like, uh, I don't know, 13, 14 years old, like we had uh, me and a friend of mine were like, we're tired of there being no electric guitarists. We're going to learn how to play the electric guitar. And that just kind of started and started everything for me. So Deshaun, good to see you, man. Let's, good. good morning good morning good, morning. good to, we, we saw each other at like seven a m today so we' just we're just saying hi again again <laughs> um, obviously, like there's so many different experiences here in the room for for you, what was your experience growing up as far as worship style format or just the experience itself uh, Thank you Good morning <laughs>
1: um, if, <sighs> if I could say it like this um, About 12 years old, growing up in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul, God touched my heart, and I've never been the same since. Um, It was in a worship setting. Um, The people were worshiping. And I grew up in a multicultural, uh, non-denominational church. Uh, There was order. But when it came to worship, as you guys can probably guess, um, there was a lot of prophetic flow. Uh, which nowadays is called spontaneous worship, which is off script. Um, And if any of you know me, then you know that I have a tendency to go off script sometimes in my worship. Amen. Uh, But it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Um, It touches the heart of God. um, When we can step outside of the box, outside of the song and really give ourselves away to him. Um, that's what it's all about. It's all about Him. So we lift You high, Yahweh, Yahweh. So we lift You high, Yahweh, Yahweh. We lift You high. Come on, sing. Yahweh, Yahweh, we lift you high. Yahweh, Yahweh. It is my hope that anyone that enters the doors of Hope Elam, that you would see Jesus, that you would see high, uh, Yahweh high and lifted up. Uh, It is is our hope that you would leave and tell somebody, come and see a man named Jesus who can heal your body, who can deliver your soul, who can change your life. If you surrender to him totally and completely, this man will come in and everything wrong, he'll make it right. Everything out of order, he'll set it back in divine order every test and every trial we go through, everything is tailor-made to fit. Amen? And when we come, and, and personal worship is great. You should do it. You show up. But when we come together and do this corporately, when we get on one accord, in one place, under one purpose, and we say, So we lift you high. Yahweh, Yahweh, we lift you high. Yahweh, Yahweh, we lift you high. Yahweh, Yahweh. See, when we get on one accord like that, God loves it. Zephaniah chapter 3 says, God sings over us. I believe when he, we sing to him, that he sings over us. And we join in with the angels, cherubims and seraphims. And we worship God because he is holy. Amen.
0: Hallelujah. Um, I want to like there are so many different experiences in worship that are just here in this room for some of us It was maybe more of like a traditional experience and then for others of us here Maybe this is like the first time you walked into a church maybe in your whole life Maybe in over a decade Maybe you can't remember the last time you were in at a church and what you've kind of are experiencing today is sort of like your defining uh, worship experience if you will and let me just say I think it is so amazing that you are here. we do not believe it is an accident that you are here. we don't think that this is simply a coincidence but we think God has something special for you we think God's has something absolutely amazing in store for you so, uh, man, first, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for just just showing up. Please get connected and just see what God can do with you. See what God can do with your life. We've all experienced that 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 God can give us this amazing purpose. So thank you so much for being here. It's not an accident. And Church, can we just give thanks for the new people who are in this room right now? So Deshaun, given there's million different um, a million different experiences out there for worship Um, just as Pastor John was saying in in the children's sermon um, would you lay like kind of a foundation for worship for us uh, from both the Bible and from your experience um, on what worship is why we do it amen
1: number one I think our jobs as worship leaders is to set the atmosphere, is to place God where he belongs, on his throne, up high. Um, But to create a place where God, the atmosphere, to to create a place where God can dwell, a place where God can habitate, a place where God can rest. Um, Psalms 22, verse 3 says, um, he inhabits our praise, he lives in our praise. So when we praise him, he comes down and he sits right in the middle of our situations. And then, and, and, and he does what he does, what only he can do. And then he takes us up in worship. It's a perspective change. You, you, you can only, you can, you know, you, you, you see the city one way, you see the, your life one way. But then if you go up and look through God's eyes and see your life, see people around you, see them through the eyes, the loving eyes, the merciful eyes, the healing eyes of Jesus. Amen? Um, When God dwells, his word is easily accessible. It is sung, it is preached, it is prophesied. Um, It is the word that brings change. It is the word that is doing work right now. Uh, when we worship together in this corporate setting, there is a power that is released on us. It's the river of God. It's the river of life that the Bible talks about in Revelation 22. It's the river of life that God showed Ezekiel in chapter 47. And it's our job to get you to the river. And if we can get you to the river, if you read Revelation 22 or Ezekiel 47, where it talks about this river of God, you will see from the, it flows from the throne, first of all, and of the Lamb. Who is the Lamb? Who is the Lamb? Amen. And it flows, and, you know, there's trees on, this, on, on either side of the banks, um, whose fruit, what did it say, every month, use a fresh crop, yeah. fresh fruit, harvest every month. a month ha- a fresh harvest, harvest every month, month. nothing old or stagnant about this, about this river. Um, and if we could come together and maybe get off of how we see things or putting God on some type of human clock, um, if we would learn to wait on him, we would see some incredible things in this house. Uh, while I was sitting over there, while we were worshiping, God just said, there is anointing I'm going to release on this house when we all get on one accord to take the city. When he anoint- the Bible says in Isaiah 61 and how Jesus started his ministry in Luke chapter 4, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he has anointed me to preach the gospel, to, to, to tell the captives they're free. To tell people that are living in darkness, you can come out and live in in his marvelous light. And so when we come together and when he releases this, he said, it's not only going to be the anointing that destroys the yokes off of other people's lives, but off of your life first. Remove the burden off of your life. And then this anointing will spill out into the community and people will be drawn to this place because of you, because of us, because we let our light so shine before men that they glorify God in heaven. Everything we do is by faith. Amen. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Hebrews eleven six. So, God, we thank you for being with us. We thank you for the anointing that destroys every yoke. We thank you for the anointing that sets the captive free, opens blinded eyes, and leads people to the only one who can authentically change us from the inside out. Amen. Amen. Worship releases the anointing to enable us to do the work. This church is the word, the worship, and the work. Everything God does, he does with a purpose. So when he comes and he anoints us, it's for a purpose. Pastor Hurst gives it to us every Sunday to do the work of God, to do the work of the ministry, to save the lost. There's somebody out there that doesn't know Jesus Christ. There's somebody out there who is suicidal. There's somebody out there who doesn't want to live another day. There's somebody out there who just doesn't know, just doesn't have any direction. And sometimes we're the only Jesus they see. Sometimes we're the only God they see. I pray that when you see us, you see him. When you hear us, you would hear his love. And when when we touch you, when we shake hands, that you would be able to feel the power of God. None of me, none of us, all of him. Because this is what we're created for, amen? Amen. Isaiah chapter 43 says... The people who I created for my own good pleasure, the people who I formed, that they might praise me, that they might worship me. There's no accident. Uh, A picture of worship is found in Luke chapter, uh, actually, no, this is a, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Jared, go ahead and grab it amen created for worship
0: i have an observation about this Mm. have you ever noticed how um easily we as humans all across the planet just worship in general it's Mm. almost like if we don't like something's out of place like something's missing even in our culture like you look at um What might happen at like a rock concert or a pop concert or something like that. And the way Mm. that people will interact with whoever is performing, it's like, oh, oh, yeah, kind of like worshiping that person. Or like uh, sometimes you see these like crazy videos of a celebrity just a sighting somewhere out in public. And all of a sudden there's a mob following them there. It's like, oh. It's like these people are worshiping. I've been to sporting events where it's like, you know, we're, we're waiting for the star athlete to do the thing to, <laughs> to all of a sudden score the point or whatever it might be. And it's like everyone just erupts. And it's like, oh, man, we we're all, worshiping. We all worship something. We're created to do it. Mm-hmm. The question is, who are we going to worship? Who or what?
1: Sometimes it's an idol. What, what, are, what are some idols? You can pick them in your own mind. But an idol is anything that we worship in place of God. For some people, it's your kids. For some people, it's your car. For some people, it's your home. For some people, it's that dollar-dollar bill. Oh, it's the truth. Uh, But he wants first place. He said, I am a jealous God, and I will have no man before me. No thing before me. So we praise God according to Psalms 150, praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him according to the excellence excellence of his greatness. Praise him with a trumpet. Praise him with a harp and a lyre. Praise him with a tambourine and dancing. Praise him with string instruments and a flute. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Praise him with a loud cymbal. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We bless him, we praise him, we worship him because that's what we're created to do. That's what we are commanded to do. Amen? Because he is good. Psalms 100, real quick. Let's run through it. Hallelujah. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness and delight. Come before his presence with joyful singing. Know and fully recognize with gratitude that it is the Lord himself who is God. He made us, not we ourselves. We are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So concerning praise and worship, enter verse 4, his gates with a song of thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him. Bless his name for the Lord is what? For the Lord is what? For the Lord is good. His mercy and loving kindness are everlasting and faithful. He endures to all generations. Amen. Amen. That's why we worship, because he's good. It doesn't depend on situations or circumstances. Um, it, it depends on God. It depends on his goodness, his grace. Uh, we've all been through testing. We've all been through trials. Um, and even at the end of the thing, you find out, you know what, God. The conclusion you have to come to after you resolve all of your issues and all of your worries is that no matter, you're still good. I'm still here. I have the activity of my limbs. I can walk, talk, think, speak. Uh, I have food on the table. A little money in my pocket. But even if I don't have those things, he's still good. He's still good. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So, a couple of things related to worship. A couple of key points: the seven Hebrew ways of praise. Hallel, H A L L A L, to be clear, to be to praise, to shine, to boast, to draw, to rave, to be clamorously foolish. To celebrate. Yada, to extend the hand. Therefore, to worship with extended hands. Toda, the extension of the arms. In adoration, in acceptance of his divine purpose, plan and will for our life. To Shabbat God means to shout. To address in a loud tone and to command. To barak God means to kneel down in salute and bless God. In an act of adoration, not kneeling before anybody else, I'm kneeling before the Almighty God. Zamar to pluck the strings, as Pastor John was talking about earlier with the kids, on the instruments, to praise that's called a Zamar praise when the band and the musicians get down. Talia, to sing loud, to involve movements especially singing psalms in spirit, in the spirit of praise. He lives in our praise. But nothing about these descriptions of praise and worship is, is, nothing is really quiet and reserved about this. I'm sorry for those of you who don't wanna make any noise (laughs) and still wanna call it praise. It is not. I need to be able to see it. Just like when your kids, you know, when, when, when you need to be able to see that appreciation. Yeah. Ah, thanks.
0: They're all active.
1: That's how we walk off. Just thanks. Thanks, God. Appreciate it. Um, what? Yeah, they're all active. They're all, all active. Of those
0: things, none of those things are passive at all. None all None of them
1: are passive. They're all active. They're all expressive. They're all extending of the hands. They're all shouting and, and running and for joy, jumping for joy. The Bible says jump for joy. I wonder... If there is anyone depressed today who needs joy, the Bible says jump for joy. If you need joy, I mean, because God uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. They may look foolish to somebody else, but the person who jumped got joy. The person who prays God is free. The person who worships God is free. And whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So either you can stay quiet and bound up, or you can loose yourself and free yourself. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus. Look at Luke chapter 7, verse 38 talks about the woman with the alabaster box. She was a sinner um, and she, she, she Jesus was eating at one of the house of the Pharisees and so she grabbed that which was of real value to her because she was going to see the king and she didn't want to go empty handed so she took the alabaster box of perfume and she stood behind him and she, she wept, and she bowed down. Um, and the Bible says that she washed his feet with her tears and dried them with her hair. And then broke open her alabaster box, which was probably a year's worth of wages. So this wasn't just no cheap old bottle of perfume. You know what I'm saying? This was something of great value. And she broke it open for Jesus. Um, Will you break open your life for him today and give him access? Will you pour out, pour out that worship, pour out that love on him? You see, because a lot of us, this ain't in the script, but a lot of us have given our love over to the wrong people, married the wrong people, fallen in love with the wrong people, trusted the wrong people, and they took our love and affections and just abused them. But this is the man who will never abuse you. He will never abandon you. He will never forsake you. There is none like you. No one else can touch my heart like you do. I can search for all eternity long and find there is none like you. If you know it, let's sing it. There is none. There is none like you. No one else? No one else can touch my heart like you do. And I have searched through all eternity long and found there is none like you. Come on, put your hands together for him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, praise him and let your praise last. Come on. This morning, God told me, praise me on the level of your expectation. What are you expecting from God? If you're expecting some good, big, mighty blessings from God, I challenge you to get up on your feet and give him one of the biggest praise you've ever given him. Come on, release it. What are you waiting for? Oh, drop it. If you was at the Iowa State football game, you would be making way more noise. If you you just won the lottery, you'd be making a whole lot of noise. He's worth more than that. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Give him your gratitude. Not for me. Give it to him. Focus on him. Create the atmosphere around you for signs, wonders, and miracles. If you don't want to just keep continue coming to church Sunday after Sunday, leaving the same way you came, then you might want to do something different. Uh, 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 Einstein said insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. I don't, I'm not insane. I ain't trying to be insane. I have enough oh, of no. that on my own. I'm trying to see God. I'm trying to see God. And whatever I got to do, right. I will do it. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you. You may have your seats. If you can. Some, some, yeah, you can have your seats if you can. Who can go to the text.
0: Cool, cool. Uh, as you know, like, there are so many different places in the bible that talks about worship like like and there's a reason for that worship is a a really big deal to god it's a really big deal to god by the way just a side note if you haven't read the bible yet i highly recommend it it's fascinating reading it is awesome might even change your life too so definitely do that we're gonna go to uh one particular verse that we wanted to highlight today which was our scripture reading today which is romans 12 and just the first two verses. And I'll read uh, that for us again here. Um, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Mm. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into the new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect.
1: Jesus. That's so
0: good. Can we just give God praise for that right Come now? Come on.
1: <laughs> the entrance of his word brings light. Side mm-hmm. note. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Just there, to throw
0: that in there. There's a couple. There's something that is like so profound in this verse before you even read it. And that is that it exists. The Apostle Paul 2,000 years ago or so wrote this letter to a group living in Rome, to Roman citizens, to mm-hmm. Roman the Roman race. And he's like, uh, he's writing this to them. And he's, he's already met them in person. He's already been to Rome. He's already discipled them. He's already had a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. The world at that time, 2,000 years ago, said that this should not be the way things work. Here you have... Paul, a Jewish man, a really smart Jewish man. Like he probably had like a 4.0 in college. The like Jew, he was Jews. high performing, he was amazing. <laughs> and and here he is being with, caring about the same race who is occupying his home country right now. The Roman Empire at this time is occupying Israel, his homeland, his home country. And the world at that point in time said that that Jews and Romans should not intermingle, that that shouldn't be a thing. No way would they ever come together under one name for anything other than Caesar. And yet, here they are under the name of Jesus Christ. Like, don't miss this miracle. There is something about the power of God. There is something about worship that breaks down barriers. That takes what the world says are natural enemies, and somehow it turns us into supernatural allies, where no longer are we separated by the things the world says we should be separated by, but instead we are under the banner of Jesus Christ, so that strangers now call each other brothers and sisters and neighbors I', I tell you what i 'm So glad that the Bible is relevant. Like people will often say that the Bible doesn't have anything to say about today. But man, I can't think of a better thing that we need right now than in 2021. There's a whole neighborhood out there with all sorts of barriers, with all sorts of of stereotypes and misconceptions and hatreds and fear and anxieties. Come on. And man, we need the power of Jesus Christ to break these barriers down. Amen. You say you say break down barriers is
1: the anointing that destroys the yokes. This is another way of saying it. It's the anointing that breaks down barriers. It's the anointing that makes black folks worship with white folks. It's the anointing that uh brings us all together on one accord, where they said it couldn't happen. Yeah. yeah. And they said, they're mixing Christian music. Christian white music is what the industry has yeah, yeah. how the industry has separated us, pay attention. And then gospel music.
0: Y'all gonna try to put that
1: together? I don't think that gonna work.
0: It's not supposed to go together. It's working. It's working. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's working. It is. It is. Because he's alive and well. Yeah. Amen. If if Jesus can come back from the dead, mm. Who knows what else is possible? Come on. Hope Elam is possible. Come if Jesus on. Jesus comes back from the dead. A Jewish man can befriend Romans. Come on. And hope Elam can happen. It that's, can happen. It's amazing. Um, another thing that, that this verse uh, uh, spells out here is that Paul is asking them to uh, give their bodies as these holy and living sacrifices to worship God because of what God has already done now for us we've probably that might be something we've known that might be something familiar for the Romans that probably wouldn't have been for the Romans they they had like this transactional uh, relationship with the gods of their days, with all the false gods and all the idols and the teachers, you you would go to worship this idol so that maybe you could give you better crops. Uh-huh. Or maybe you could somehow earn its acceptance. Strike a deal. Or maybe, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. trying to strike a deal. Yeah. Like you're, you're trying to almost like bribe this deity into some sort of relationship or affection or some sort of favor. And here in this we see that Paul's like, no, not so mm. with the one true God. No. Not so with Jesus. Not so with Yahweh. He has already loved us. He has already given us so much. He has already shown us this amazing demonstration of love through Jesus Christ, through resurrection power, that we get to worship him out of the overflow of our hearts. This God is worthy of worship. I tell you what, that's
1: the God worthy of worship. Because of who he is. Also, on top of what he's already done, we worship him for who he is. Just because he's God, beside him, there is no other. There is no other deity. There is no other power. There is no other enablement that's going to get us to where we need to go. God is our source. He is. Don't look for nobody else, don't follow nobody else. You'll get tripped up. Follow Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Reminds me of Peter mm-hmm. when he was, when they were, when they, the disciples seen him on the on oh, the lake. When he got out of the boat? When he got out the boat. Yeah. That was the first miracle right there, was just getting out of the boat, <laughs> let alone walking on the water. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so then, so he gets out the boat and he and he said, and he, he said, Lord, if it's you bid me to come. So Jesus said, Come. And Peter got out the boat and he began to walk on the water. And everything's, oh man, high praise. Hallelujah. And then he took his eyes off Jesus. And the situation that he was walking on, suddenly he began to sink into because he took his eyes off Jesus. I wonder if he would have just looked up again, if he would have just rose up out of the situation. You know, but we all learned it. So he went on and Jesus had to go ahead and hey, come on.
0: And he always does that. Ah. Jesus will always. Come the on. The moment that our eyes get off.
1: Come on. His
0: hand comes Let down me snatch you up cuz I know
1: you a little kid don't know quite exactly how to navigate this thing called life cuz you know we only get one time one time around. <laughs>
0: Mm. Amen. Y'all, and another thing that that uh, that we really just like pops out in this verse that we just can't ignore is when he talks about letting God transform you, transforming the way you think and changing who you are. There's something when we show up to worship like this in this setting here. There's There's something about that that is almost saying, like, God, work with me. It it puts us in a posture for God to continue to transform us, to continue to shape us and mold us. Like, let me, don't get me wrong. Like, God can change us in an instant. And for many of us, God has changed us for an instant. Amen. But we would be remiss to think that God stopped just then. He's still doing it. He's still doing this amazing transformation. Show up to worship and give him the praise and give him the glory and align yourself with him. Let him continue to transform us.
1: You, 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 okay, three quick things to be transformed. You gotta approach God humbly. Worship is about humbling ourselves before the awesome mighty God. We bow down because there's nobody greater. No more, nobody more powerful or worthy of our surrender, total surrender. You can't come in with pride. Pride is the anti-God, of, the anti-God state of mind. Humility is the antidote for pride. If we worship God properly, the biblical way, then we must start with humility. Then you got to be submitted. It's submitting ourselves to the king. Not my will, but yours be done. And our physical response is not just an inward heart thing. It is a heart thing but it's closely connected to our body. So when we bow, it helps our heart to remember that we are submitted to him. Um, worship continually transforms us. Um, transform is metamorpho in Greek, where we get the word metamorphosis. God wants to give each and every one of us a metamorphosis, a transformation from that caterpillar state to that butterfly state, from crawling around on the ground to flying through the air, from clucking, with the chickens in the barnyard to soaring with the eagles. Who wants to soar with the eagles today? I'm tired of living down here. I'm ready to soar up here. Amen. Amen. Let him, let's, let's, let's let him continually transform us through worship. A lot can happen in worship. I mean, a yeah, lot can God can show up anytime. Don't get me wrong. He, he can show up when pastors are preaching. He can show up during communion. He can show up whenever he wants to show up. But a lot of times, if we will engage him and really focus on him in worship, he will do that instant transformation that Jeb was talking about. And it is still a continual process, but some stuff just gets broke off. Some stuff you just don't continue to deal with anymore. You understand? Does that make sense? I can't explain it other than that because it's his doing. It's his power. There's no cookie-cutter situation. But I can tell you, if you humbly submit yourself to God, He'll change the whole story.
0: That's so good, so good. Um, the final thing that kind of sticks out to us um, in this in this passage, um, I don't know if you. There's been times where you've just shown up, and it's like you. Well, I, so this was me this morning, like. <laughs> I'm preaching today. That's not normal. That's out of my comfort zone quite right, a bit. Right, right. And like I woke up at around like 5 a.m. today with like this pit in my stomach, right? Of like, oh, I get to 430. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> I saw 432. <sighs> it's like, um, and in a moment, you start to doubt what God has for you. Amen. And you mm-hmm. start to, um, to completely question everything that you know God has already said. There's, there's something about in those moments. Showing up with fellow brothers and sisters and worshiping Him, that it's almost like um, well, it's that peace that surpasses all understanding that we mm-hmm. talk about. Where Amen. God will show up, and He's like. Eh. So this happened like like in pregame today during the prayer. Mm-hmm. Like I was anxious the whole morning. Right, right. I was anxious when I woke up. I was right. anxious in the shower. I was anxious during rehearsal. Right. I was anxious. After rehearsal, when we were trying to, like, park our cars and all that kind of stuff, right. I was anxious the whole morning. Right. And then we run through pregame, we're talking about it, like, okay, still anxious. And then we're like, all right, guys, uh, Deshaun and Jed are going to be preaching. Wow. Um, we're going to, let's, let's put you guys in, in the center here. Everybody reach out your hands and let's pray for them. Right. Change. Like, everything that I was experienced before disappeared. No. Yes. And then worship at the 9 a.m. service, it was like whoever the person was who was leading worship and then woke up, like those are two different people. Like those are two different people. Like it was like I had been completely changed. It was like God had just whispered to me, I know what's going on. My will for you is pleasing. It is perfect and it is good. Just trust me. And for whatever reason, when we worship, it reaffirms all the promises of God that he's Hallelujah. already said. Yeah. Wow. Amen. And then, I'm, um, band wherever you we are, we're going we're gonna to get things wrapped up here pretty quickly. So if you'd like to join us here for a moment. But any thoughts, Deshaun?
1: Uh, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, I beg of you, in the mercies of God, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service or spiritual act of worship to present your bodies to God as a living sacrifice. He's looking for the lively stones. He's not looking for a dead sacrifice. He's looking for a living sacrifice. He's looking for those seven Hebrew ways of praise. He's looking for uh, his people to walk confidently and know that I am that I am. I am Yahweh. I am Yahweh. I I am the one who leads you out of darkness into marvelous light. I am the one who will lead you through the wilderness. I am the one who leads you with the, what is it, the cloud by day and the fire by night. He will lead us. He will guide us. He will direct us into all truth. That's the promise of the Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of truth. Present our bodies to God as a living sacrifice. We presuppose if you're not married that you're presenting your body to him and not to another, okay? And two, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't be conformed to the world's way of thinking, the world's way of doing things, the world's way of getting over one problem and getting to the next. Let God transform us by the way we think. To change the way we think, we need to increase in word. An increase in word, an increase in word. And you got to be careful about what you allow in your ear gates and in your eye gates because they are the windows to the soul. What is the soul? Your mind, your will, your intellect, your imagination, and your emotions. you got to get all of that in subjection to his word. Casting down 2 Corinthians uh, 10. Verse 4. Thank you. Ah. <laughs> casting down for fact check thank you for fact
0: checking
1: um, it says though we walk in the flesh though we live in the flesh we're not to walk according to the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal are not of the flesh oh, speak that in the mic come on
0: but divinely powerful for the destruction of
1: fortresses. Come on, for the destruction of strongholds, for the destruction. Um, so heal, he will do it, he will do the work. He will do the work as we present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. So God transforms us by the renewing of our mind. So if you wanna be made new, if you wanna be transformed, it is our admonishment that you would get in this word and dig in it, it's like it's, it is our daily bread. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's our daily bread. Mm-hmm. Amen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Yes. So as we prepare for communion, I just want to take you to Psalms 121. In Psalms 121, declares. I will lift up my eyes to the hills from where all my help comes from. For my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to slip. He who keeps you will not slumber. God is not going to sleep on you. God is not... uh, a God who sits in the heavens, crosses his legs, and acts indifferently toward you. He wants to be involved in every area of your life. So look up. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah.